Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Students of Japanese history know that prior to World War II, Japanese economy was characterized by daibatsu, huge conglomerates that basically controlled the economy. After the end of the war, the daibatsu were broken up, but still there were vestiges of families that controlled certain parts of the economy, and in fact there was a, a likability for certain monopolies to exist. Today what I'd like to delve into is energy in Japan, how energy is generated and provided to consumers. Joining me once again is Michael Chuchek. Michael, it looks like the grasp that TEPCO had on the production and the delivery of energy throughout Japan has really come to a close. Well, the EPCOs, plural, the regional power companies, had, have had basically a monopoly, basically because they have had control of both generation and transmission, and, and then final delivery of power. That, because of deregulation, which has been going on for about 20 years, is coming to a close. What pushed it over the edge was the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant failure, and basically the failure of power delivery after that disaster. What we're seeing now is the emergence of a broad market that's going to go liberalized in April of, of next year, of this year, right? Uh, where people who were previously, or companies that were previously not in the power business are going to pile in, or are piling in, and offering a variety of services, including power generation. How did this happen? I mean, TEPCO and the other... Um, the other EPCOs. The yeah. other EPCOs, they had their own nuclear power stations and coal-fired um, generators. Oil plants, whatever. They have, they have the legacy power generation system. And because they were operated as local monopolies, they could they could say we're just like the post office. Right. We have we are a universal provider of service. We have to provide not only to the profitable large companies, but we have to provide to the dense urban areas, and we have to provide all the way into the deep countryside to individuals way up in the far valleys or off on the islands. We're we we make our money on big industrial users. And some of our, our customers, in terms of domestic customers, but the household market is basically flat. And if you take away from us any part of the market, mm -hmm. particularly the industrial part of the market, uh, we're going to fall over. And then the system will go down. Right. That's been their argument. And it's been their argument for 20 years. And they've been losing that argument for those 20 years. Well, the government also has supported that argument because one of the things that Japan clearly lacks, I mean, it lacks an, enough food to feed the population, it needs to import food, but the greatest drain on Japanese kofers is the importation of, of oil. Of energy, energy of any kind, whether it's coal, natural gas, oil, all come from somewhere else. Uh, the last coal mines are closed, there's, there's no domestic sources of energy aside from renewables. Uh, there might be a, a, a few things here and there, but they're not significant. Mm -hmm. So we have, we have wind farms, we have solar farms, we have geothermal plants, but that's it. Oh, and of course, the, hydro, the many, many dams uh -huh. offering hydroelectric power. Still, that's less than 10% of the, the uh, total power mix. We, of course, lost a third of the power mix after Fukushima Daiichi, all the of the nuclear power plants were shut down. down. So that about thirty-two percent. It's about it's somewhere in that neighborhood of the total power mix was provided by nuclear. Now, 
even with the government which is strongly pro-nuclear, the projection is that even with shrinking populations, restarts of nuclear power plants, the most that nuclear will ever get to ever again is 22%. Mm -hmm. And that's the target. That's the target, and that's basically that's all they're going to be able to do. Uh, a lot of the current uh, nuclear power plants are going to have to be decommissioned, including the entire Fukushima Daiichi complex, which was six reactors. Uh, because Japan has been in nuclear power for so long, a lot of the power stations have reactors that are past their 40-year life spans, so they're not going to be restarted. Japan's going to have to find some way of providing electrical power. Now, these newcomers are saying, great, we will not have to deal with these legacy issues. We'll be able to generate and provide power at rock bottom rates. Well, also, the, the grid is now being uh, more firmly established so that if you have solar panels on your house, not only can you use that, but you can also push that into the grid and get a, a kickback. That, that was one of the few innovations that kicked in under the DPJ government mm -hmm. was the feed-in tariff, which forces the power companies to accept alternate renewable energy at a, a, a significant market markup, that they have to accept this, this power. That has transformed the landscape. In some ways, we're in some rural areas, it's becoming almost oppressive, the number of solar panels that you see, uh, what was abandoned farmland, mm -hmm. but you're just see, starting to see huge amounts of it. And even now they're talking about putting solar farms on water. On, on They're going to build one here uh, in the reservoir of a dam nearby Tokyo. And Kyocera, the uh, ceramics company, is looking at floating solar farms as the future. You know, this is really good news. It used to be that I mean, a, a lot of foreigners who were living in Japan and also outside observers too were irritated by the fact that major uh, engines of the economy were, were actual monopolies. And the breakup of the, the post office, for example, or the telephones, the telephones was really big about 25 years ago. Um, and now the energy, and who would have thought that energy actually could have been broken up, but now it is. And you've got participants like Lawson like SoftBank, these fellows who are known for providing internet services now coming in and bundling. I mean, this thing is really exploding into something pretty marvelous. Yeah, the, the bundling of services seems to be the main message that's being offered to consumers. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get internet service, you can get, the gas company is going big into this. He said, you get your gas and your electricity bills together, you get both delivered by us. Mm -hmm. We, we we'll already, give you a discount. We already have access to your home anyway. Right. It's, not, it's not like there were, there's going to be any infrastructure issues. That's a huge sales point. But Mitsubishi Corporation, the, the general trading company, is going into this. All kinds. They say it's about 600 companies have registered to become power providers. Mm -hmm. Most of them have only marginal plans, sure. But nevertheless, there's going to be a vast amount of choice. True, Japanese consumers are largely conservative. But nevertheless, there's going to be choice, particularly for large power users. And large power users, TEPCO is so desperate to keep them, it is actually going to pay its large power users to waste energy. It's going to offer them reduced rates the more power they use, uh -huh. which is contrary to anyone's conception of how this is supposed to work out. If you're trying to reduce CO2 emissions, if you're trying to encourage people to save energy, 
Charging them less the more power they use is not the way to go about it. But that's exactly how desperate TEPCO is to hold on to its big power consumers. So have you noticed somebody coming to your house and asking you to bundle or to change providers? Well, I have a, a, I have a, a guard in front of my house, and so nobody comes to me. Okay. But uh, I'm sure that in, if you're talking about separate housing with, with individual homes, yeah, they're, they're, they're ringing the doorbells and saying, hello, I'm from X company, right. and I'd like to talk to you about lower electricity bills. Mm -hmm. And that's what they have to sell. Now, bundling, of course, has its dark side in that once you decide to accept a bundle... You're pretty locked in, aren't you? You're pretty locked in. You're not, you don't like your internet service provider? Too bad. That person is also your power provider. You cancel that internet service, you're also going to turn the lights off. Right. That's, there's, there's a, a little bit of, of extortionate pressure there. There's no question about that. Well, you, you find that all the time here in Japan. If you have a telephone and you want to change from, a, for example, a Galaxy to an iPhone and you want to change providers, they make it structurally impossible for you. I mean, very difficult and expensive. Well, you certainly can't exchange data. Your, 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 your address book that was in one company's mm -hmm. phone, you're never going to see it again. Yeah, they do that, right. and that's, that's part and parcel of trying to lock you into a service. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen is power is going to be the same way. Exactly, that's my point. Power will probably be the same way, but the good news here is that now there is a chance for you to select and for you to vote with your dollars on which kind of plan you want to pay and which kind of um, you know, rate you want to select. Well, they'll probably want you to pay in yen, but... The, the, the concept is, is true, and the, the overall thought is, and it's, and it's quite reasonable, it will help encourage the further transformation of the power generation system here mm -hmm. in Japan. This current government is committed to nuclear restarts, so it has been suppressing what would be a natural bubbling up of renewables. Because if the renewables provide a very large percentage of power, especially new power coming in, it will be very hard for the government to argue about the restarts. And we just had a new restart last week for the third nuclear there power plant. There are three of them now, right? Now, three are now back online. The Takahama plant went on, the, the, the reactor there went online last week. They want to keep that going, and so there's pressure downward. However, these new companies coming in will have to get their power generated some way, and it's going to be cleaner. It's going to be natural gas, not oil or, or coal, which there are long-term uh, relationships. But at the same time, I should sit and point out that Japan has been moving out of oil in a big way, both in terms of transportation but also in terms of power generation, and moving more into coal. There's a, there's a political issue there uh, in that the main coal provider is Australia, a democracy politically stable, reliable, large reserves, something you, somebody who you can rely on. Mm -hmm. And that in the power generation biz is really important. Gas is a little bit more volatile. Japan's gas, a lot of it comes from gutter. It's a long way, and a lot of it gets burned along the way, keeping it refrigerated in LNG form. Another big chunk of it comes from Brunei, in Southeast Asia, which sends it through that region. And of course, the one coming from all the way from Qatar has to pass through the Malacca Straits and South China Sea, which brings conflict with, with China over that region. 
And then the other major newer source is Russia and Sakh- up in Sakhalin, which has its own uh, geopolitical issues right. that Japan has to deal with. Coal, Australia, simple, easy. Dirty, but simple and easy. Uh, but the new power companies are probably going to move out of coal. Coal is going to be the Epcots. And they're going to have to pay the price when Japan is going to try to get to its next phase in terms of its CO2 emissions. Well, don't you think also that solar and other renewables are going to really start ramping up as, as the efficiency and the, the, the power um, storage uh, issues are resolved. The power storage issue, who knows whether it will be resolved, but certainly the cost curves going way down on solar, mm-hmm. way down on wind, that Japan will be more and more energy independent. And that that's, if under the right government programs and under the right government atmosphere, that could be a selling point, that we're going back to the way we were during the Edo period. Right. We, True, we were locked off from the rest of the world, but we were self-sufficient. We learned how to use energy efficiently. We learned how to take care of the forests so that we had enough firewood. But we didn't denude the the areas and causing environmental disaster like they have in North Korea. Mm-hmm. That's a great narrative right. if they if somebody's willing to go with it. But the current government, because of its nuclear commitments, not going to go there. The Japanese economy always in constant flux. Please stay tuned to the energy issue as we will be following it as well.